Hello, and welcome to the Bikes and Podcast, a podcast about bikes, but more about the people that ride them, the communities that they build, and the stories they create than conversations about the latest shock technology, wheel sizes, and how to improve your Strava time. Every two weeks, I interview people with a story to tell, an event to promote, or a cause they are passionate about. If you'd like to be on the podcast or have an idea for a story I should cover, please contact us. You can go to the bikesand.net website and click on contact in the navbar. My Twitter handle is at mybikesand, and my Instagram feed can be found at bikes.and. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Bikes and Podcast and that you have a great ride. Hello and welcome to episode 17, Bikes and Commuting. In a first, and I'm pleased to say that I'm interviewing a member of that most select, elite and smart group of people, a listener of the Bikes and Podcast. A listener who reached out to me with an idea for a story. Honestly, when I started this podcast back in 2016, this is exactly the sort of person I wanted to talk to. It has been super talking to people who have events to promote or beers to drink, but for the most part, I have reached out to them to invite them onto the show. So, to have someone actually take the time to click on the contact button on my website, fill out the form with an idea, means a ton to me. If you want to be on the show, don't be shy. You don't have to have the perfect voice, just an idea about a story relating to a bicycle. Contact me using Ben at bikesand.net or you can just go to bikesand.net and click on the contact button at the top of the page and let's talk. Today's guest lives in Florida and sent me the following message. Ben, I love your podcast. Already off to a good start there. Been listening at work. Nice to find a show that isn't about Olympian gods and their races. I commute to my corporate job two to three times a week. I've done this ride for about 14 years. I ride in through the city, which has a number of distinctions. It's one of the worst cities for pedestrian and cyclist fatalities. It has one of the highest incidents of lightning strikes. Almost every evening in summer, there is a torrential downpour and the prevailing evening winds because of the ocean and Lake Okeechobee. Perfect. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) Maybe I could use that. Are always in your face. But I love my ride, love my adventures, and would love to share them with you and your listeners. I am attempting to promote a cycling culture and alternative commuting. I sponsored the Ride to Work Day last year, got two riders to come with us that day uh, on small things, big things grow, and hope that I can inspire more folks through your show. With that brief introduction, Robert, welcome to the Bike Sand Podcast. Thank you very much, Ben. It's a pleasure to be here. And I, and I will say, in in the interest of transparency, um, this is actually Robert's second uh, attendance on the Bikes and Podcast. Uh, we we did attempt uh, a Skype interview about six weeks ago, um, and we had some significant audio issues. And having such high quality. Uh, 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 standards here on the Bike Sand Podcast, uh, Robert uh, very graciously agreed to uh, re-record this interview, and um, I think we should probably give a shout out right now to your friend uh, Brian uh, and his recording studio in which you sit. 
Yes, I'd really like to thank Brian and his band Espada. They're a Spanish rock band. They were very gracious to let me use their recording studio, which was better than my flip phone. Yes, indeed, much better than your <laughs> flip phone. And and I will say, uh, Brian, we will put a link to the Espada um, webpage um, when I get it from Robert after this, and that will be on the Bike Sound podcast uh, page. So. So with that all being said, um, for the second time around here, um, <laughs> Robert, do you think you could maybe tell um, us a little bit about yourself? Yes, Ben. I'm, I'm a uh, 58-year-old. I live in Orlando, as stated before. I live downtown with a wife and my adopted feline daughter, Mookie, in a small house in a very eclectic neighborhood. And I ride between eight to nine miles every day or every other day to work. Um, I'm an admin for a major international corporation, and on the side, I'm also a writer. That's that's fantastic. And actually, let's do that. Well, let's have that conversation uh, while we're here. So you do have a website, robertraymond.com. Uh, Thank you. I have been there. Uh, good good website. Looks like you have written a few books, one of them called Early Retirement, um, yeah. and retirement spelt T I R E. Um, I beg you about uh, T-Y-R-E. Um, sounds like a great story about a bike, but suspect that it's not. No, unfortunately, it's about a... Uh, I, I looked at uh, all the time travel books, and anybody who ever goes back is well prepared for it. I sent a computer programmer back, and he knows nothing about his time or how to exist. And so it's kind of a fish-out-of-water story. It was a lot of fun to write. Uh, sounds like it. You can um, find out more at um, at your website which is robertraymond.com yeah including how to buy it That'd including be great. <laughs> how to buy it we will also have a link to that website on thank you the bike sand uh, website page uh, also um, obviously uh, i'm not from these parts i also see um, that london uh, is your favorite city as as it is mine um what what do you love about that great city oh I just love everything about it. We've been there about six or seven times. Wow. Uh, it's got great bookstores downtown. It's got a really a lot of cyclists coming in and out every day, riding on roads that would scare me at times when I've seen them. So, uh, yeah, well, it's absolutely fantastic. I love the tube. It's a great public transportation network. Uh, my wife and I have actually just ridden the circle route all the way around just for the fun of it. Yep, I, I've I have done that. Um, you will be pleased to know that there is such a thing as the uh, Circle Line pub crawl, uh, where you stop at every single station along the way. Uh, is there really? Yes, you, you get to the <laughs> get to the the nearest pub, drink half a pint, get back on the train, and do the same again <laughs> at all. That's at like ten pints. That's yeah, what is there like twenty well, stops? You've, got a, you've definitely got to uh, spread it out <laughs> over the day um, and take things easy. But yeah. we'll take the tube home after that. Don't try to drive. <laughs> Don't drive. Right. Exactly. So, um, as I mentioned in my introduction, um, lightning storms, wind, bad drivers, and limited facilities for cyclists, and yet you still choose to ride to work two to three times a week, and you've been doing it for an amazing. 14 years um my guess is that you get something out of that otherwise you wouldn't be doing it so what what is that why do why do you do that well it's just it really comes down to i've got a lot of other hobbies and interests and i just it's hard for me to find time to you know go out and ride 40 or 50 miles on a weekend so i'd rather i find out that riding to and from work 
you know, getting a nice 30 or 40 minute ride in in mornings and evenings just really works out on my schedule. Furthermore, it's also good to have as, a, as for the, uh, you know, there's concerns about climate. I get to be an example of other alternatives. So perhaps people who are driving will see me riding a bike and think, you know, maybe I'll give that a try someday. Or, the, you know, the bike to work day is coming up. Maybe I'll give it a try. I, like I said, we have had a few people ride in. I got a kid to ride with me for about a year. Uh, last year, he rode with me for about a year before getting married, and that ended. Uh, but uh, I just really enjoy it. It's it's a lot of fun. And probably another reason is that I don't get as frustrated as when I'm in a car. I'm making my own pace. I never wait for the same light twice. So there are a number of good reasons to have it. That, that's good. But I'm, you know, you mentioned the thunderstorm idea. Um, the chances are at least two of those three days you, you could get wet uh, either on the oh, way yeah. home or on the way there. How do, how do you manage with that, with, uh, you, know, you know, the clothes you want to wear for work, maybe a laptop you're carrying? What, what do you do about that? Well, I used to have saddlebags and I actually got rid of them. They were causing so much wind resistance and I just didn't like the racks. So now I ride with a backpack. I just bring a change of clothes and I probably won't ride in the morning if it's raining, but most of the time it's going to be in the afternoon. When I ride home in the afternoons, if it's raining, I'm going to get wet. Uh, poncho is not going to help me because it's about a hundred degrees out and I'll still get wet. I'll get sweaty. Right. So you just, you realize that within a hundred yards, it's going to be okay. You're going to, it's going to be warm. You're going to be wet and warm and I'm going to go home and take a shower either way. So it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. Yep. I get a stripe up my back, but that's what the washing machine is for. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, and you mentioned the rides about, you say eight miles. Is that what you said? Yeah. Eight, eight or nine miles. It's about eight, eight and a half miles. Right. And, and are you in any type of protected bike lane when you do that? All right. I have a bike. This is an odd statement. There is sort of a bike lane for most of my ride. I ride up 1792. Uh, about two years ago, I had a car right hook me huh. and the guy got in an argument with me. We were on the side of the road. I, I kind of gave him a ding on his door first trouble when I hit him. Um, <laughs> he was arguing whether it was a bike lane or not. And I was arguing, but well, of course it's got a stripe and everything, but right. I realized it didn't have signage and it didn't have marks on it. And I actually called the city who's, you know, the, the County that owns that part of the road. Right. And it was asking them, is this a bike lane? Cause if I look on Google maps, it's marked as bike lanes. If I look on the city's website for bike routes, it's not. Hmm. And they said, well, we had a bike advocacy group a few years ago push us for putting bike lanes in, and mm -hmm. we kind of just put the stripes down to appease them. <laughs> so, so it's not really a bike lane. I'm like, well, that's great. Ah. A couple of signs would go a long way on that. No doubt. But um, mostly, though, I do have a – I am really fortunate, especially – this city is actually coming a long way into making a connected series of trails mm. and bike lanes, but mm. they're not there yet. Fortunately, I have old neighborhoods and that – sort of quasi bike lane for for most of my ride there mm. there's only one or two spots where i really get pushed into traffic and it's a little bit of a shoulder hunch but other than that it's a it's as far as the ride goes i can't complain too bad about it um so two thoughts on that uh it doesn't necessarily need a sign it just needs someone with a paintbrush to paint a picture of a bicycle on <laughs> yes. it. it doesn't seem particularly hard i could probably fly down to florida with a piece of cardboard right now and do that 
I've I've considered that. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> uh, you you could go sort of guerrilla marketing on them and just and just put that put it on there yourself. <laughs> we we have a new street. They paved out a new street. They don't have crosswalks on it. I've been thinking about a can of white paint some God. night and do a little guerrilla guerrilla road engineering no out doubt. there. I think you haven't done it yet. That would be great. The other, the other thing that springs to mind is I don't know if you've ever uh, heard of an organization called People for Bikes. Um, their website is peopleforbikes.org. Um, have, have you ever heard of them? Yeah, I'm actually on their subscribers list. So I get their their communications. Yeah, um, they are very much about you know bike lane advocacy, um, mm-hmm. and um, they have a number of connections right up to the state level at, at many places, and even up to the federal level. Um, it, you might send them an email. Um, they can help out with that type of thing. Yeah. You know, and I understand that it's not, there's nothing magical about a stripe on a road. That's not going to make a car crumple before it hits me. Right. Right. But the idea, the idea is that, that a driver driving along will subconsciously at least be aware that there's a possibility yeah. of bicycles. No doubt. Uh, especially, okay. especially in an environment where people aren't used to them. That's right. Um, Actually, a few a few weeks ago, I got caught out where I was at work with my bicycle. I had to call the wife to come get me because I was at work at 11 o'clock at night. Uh-huh. While people might expect me at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, on a Friday at 11 on 1792, they probably won't. So That's I told true. her, it's not that I'm not, I'm, I don't, it, I've got lights. I'm just not crazy about riding home that late. And she right. was fully willing to come out and get me. Yeah, um, that, that's good. Um, did you also, are you a AAA member? Uh, yes, I am actually. Did, yes. Did you know that they'll they'll come and get you too? Will they really? Yeah. If you're a AAA <laughs> member, uh, they will come and get you. Uh, I will. I will put that down in my list of things to do. Yeah. yeah seriously. See, even even the local. Uh, we have a, a little railroad uh, that runs through town, Sunrail, which I have a. It doesn't really save me much distance. If I'm lazy, though, I'll take it and right. add half an hour, but just read a book on it. Right. But. That late at night, they don't run either, so I'm sort of out of luck. Yeah, so, so I'll, I'll keep AAA in mind. You can absolutely do that. My advice would be to let the air out of one of your tires just to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know they're supposed to be collecting you in the case of a you know an, a, a mechanical of some kind. So just make uh, make that happen, just, uh, just and then sure and then call AAA, pressure. right? But you're absolutely covered for it. I hope uh, they don't pump it up. We're going to just check. <laughs> yeah. No, another reason to get AAA membership for sure. Great. Well, thanks for that hint. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a lot of people know that, but now you do. So um, you're riding in the air quotes on this end, bike lane. Um, uh, how many other people are out there with you? Uh, I Right now, I used as I said, I used to have another rider, a uh, young guy who rode with me for about a year or so, but he's dropped off. Right. Uh, I will occasionally in Orlando, I will probably see two, uh, two to three people a day uh, commuting by bicycle, usually the other direction because I'm heading north out of town, mm-hmm. but I'll see him coming in uh, and we'll give waves to each other. And uh, There's an old man who rides around um, the Eatonville area. I see him about every other morning. I'll give him a wave and a hello. So, but yeah, it's not, it hasn't quite caught on to the level I'd like outside of the bike to work day where everybody rides in with the mayor. Yeah. Sort of a two mile ride with the mayor into downtown. 
Uh, yeah, that's kind of like, okay, well, that doesn't, that's not really sustainable unless you're riding with a mayor every day. Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's great that for, you know, the th- two or three of you that are out there, but, um, somewhat of a, of a shocking observation on the few people that commute to work and maybe, well, the comment, the work that you've done and maybe even the little piece that this podcast could contribute, maybe that'll change that. I don't know. Well, well, that's the that's the point. We I did have there was a Chinese uh, guy who worked with us for about a year. He came in. He was one of our uh, contractors, and he had to go rent a car. And when he saw me bringing my bike at the time, I was working in his pod. I brought my bike and it just leaned it against my desk huh. uh, up in our office. And he said, "I didn't know we were allowed to have bikes." And I'm like, "Sure, yeah, bring it on in." Yeah. So he went he went and dropped his lease on his car because he only lived two miles away. And he said, "I didn't want anyone driving in the first place." <laughs> Uh, I once remembered a, uh, there was a, a house or not a housewife. She, she works in her building, but she started riding for summer months and she said she saw me doing it and wanted to try it. She only lived four miles away and, and started doing it and really enjoys it. So she does it on occasion. Yep. I, I totally so, agree. I figure like, you know, when you look at London with the hundreds of riders coming in and stopping and all the lights and mm-hmm. everything that that's got to come from somewhere and people just seeing it happen and seeing that it's actually achievable, just puts the idea into their head. Mm. I have two words for the reason why people in the UK ride a bike, and it's Bradley Wiggins. Bradley uh, Wiggins? I don't know if you know who that is, but no, uh, he's uh, he's he's won a, a ton of gold medals at Olympics. Uh, he has recently retired, um, and he has really been a big part of the growth of cycling in that country. Well, fan, I, 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 I forget the bridge in London that they just recently renovated so that it's got actual physical bike lanes on it right but it just it just shows that it's slowly swinging over there and of course anybody who's ever been to amsterdam just knows what utopia looks like as far as bikes go you know they've got what is it a two two two-story garage for bicycles only outside of the central station uh yeah it's it's bike central i mean they have traffic jams with bikes in them i mean not not caused by cars they're they're bike jams so. I, I remember we were in Amsterdam. I was there on a Friday night and I saw a woman over there. You know, she's in her business clothes. She's standing there with her, you know, and there's a guy with her and her bike. And he's got like four or five spare tires over his shoulder and he's fixing her, her flat. There you go. And that's, that's his job, you know, go around and fix flats. <laughs> I love it. That is good. So um, what is the craziest thing that has happened to you on, on your commute over these years? Boy, the crazy. Okay. Um, there's a part of my ride that goes under a railroad bridge and in the mornings I'll, I'll keep to the street because I found out in mornings, people are much more easygoing in the evenings. They're like Walter Mitty. They've been at work all day. They've been yelled at all day. They get on the road and they take it out on me. So on the evenings I ride on the sidewalk through that one patch because I'm just, it's 55 miles an hour under there and there's a guardrail and there's no runoff room at all. So I'm like, yeah, I'll use the sidewalk. I was riding along one day on the sidewalk and I was getting ready to drop on the street a little further down. It's near the Lee road area at the time. There was a hedge there. And just as I'm thinking, you know, this is a blind hedge and I really can't see around it. That's when another bicycle came around the corner and we hit head on. Oh, what? And it, yeah, it was another bicyclist hit me head on. Huh. And we both, I don't know if I blacked out. I do have my helmet on, but we both kind of regained whatever on the ground. Both of our front forks were bent back. Hmm. And his 
another bicyclist is standing with him, you know, over him, looking down, asking if he's okay. And they're both wearing white shirts and ties. And I realize, what are they, Mormons? I guess they are. I just, I just creamed a Mormon. Is that yeah, just, so? They were Mormons. Yeah, I guess they were Mormon. Yeah, because they go around in pairs right. and they have their their bicep. Yeah, you know, they're wearing their white shirts and they're tying. They're doing their missionary work. <laughs> I just crashed into one of them. And I'm, and I'm, yeah, I'm saying, "Are you okay?" And he says, "Yes." Are you okay? And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "God bless you." You know, God bless. You know, thank God that's okay. And I thought, well, he really means that. That's good. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> and then I was thinking, look, I, I'm going to call my wife, and uh, do you, do you need a lift home, or, or are you going to call your wife? And I'm thinking, or wives? I don't know how that works. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was very, very nice, and we actually shook hands and made sure everybody sure. was okay. Yeah. Uh, then, I, then, then I took the bike instantly. You know, I, my wife came around. I just told her, "Look, come get me. I'm okay. I've had an accident. I'm fine. I'll tell you about it later because I don't want to tell you." It's so she thought it was pretty funny. Well, I, she drove me to the bike shop, and then all the guys at the bike shop wanted to hear the story. <laughs> you did a what? <laughs> yeah. I- you know, I'll tell you, I've I've never met a bad Mormon. They've all been really, no, very, really it nice. Was most, it was the most pleasant <laughs> crash I've right. ever had. Exactly. Yeah, you know, actually, it was kind of like it's kind of a positive thing. Totally right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you you ride from from your house eight miles uh, down the road to to work. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you keep keep your bike when you're there? And what's what's their thinking with regards to? their policies on, on bringing a bike to work? Do they provide you with facilities? Uh, you know, how, how is the bike at work received? Well, I work at a, like I said, I work for a corporation and we're renters. In other words, we're tenants in this large building. Mm-hmm. Um, my work itself happened to early on in an attempt to lure programmers here had actually installed shower rooms. So I'm very fortunate that we have a shower locker combination not ventilated, so I, <laughs> I, I dry my clothing and stuff, my shirt, my towel, up in an empty office with a window, a southerly facing window. Right. Um, Till recently, they really didn't like the building owners, didn't like the idea that I was bringing the bicycle in. Um, recently, their service elevator has gone out. They've, they're repairing it. So I've had to chain it up outside, which I'm really not crazy about. Yep. I did have one case where uh, year now this is years ago. I work. Uh, we had a little admin. I'll, her first name is uh, was Leanne, a little little Oklahoma grandma who was just a fireball. And one day I came in. I was pushing the bike in the back way through the loading dock, going over the service elevator, and there was a new guard there. And he took one look and said, "Bicycles by law are not allowed in this building." I said, "No, I've been doing it for." 10 years now. Nope, nope. Well, so I argued, look, I can't leave it outside. I didn't bring a lock. So he said, well, just today. So I took it upstairs and I was rolling it to my desk and Leanne was walking the other way. And I told her, you know, yeah, I was just frowning. And she asked what was wrong. And I told her next day I come in, I forget all about the lock. I come in, uh, I better sneak it in. Guard sees me from the other end of the hall and he just glares, but doesn't say anything. And I'm, that's odd. Well, a couple of months, and I just went back to bring it in. A couple months later, I go down for like an ice cream social, and the building manager's standing there. And I said, um, let me ask what your policy is on bikes. And the building manager says, well, don't you know, you sort of made it. How did I make it? So, well, about two months ago, Leanne called down here and said, listen, 
Robert Raymond doesn't work for you. He works for us. I don't care if he brings his car up here. You know, you don't hassle Robert Raymond when he brings his bike in. That's right. So now whenever, whenever I have a bad day or I don't feel like riding in, I'm like, ah, kind of lazy. I think, you know, so Leanne won my rights into the building. So I owe it to her at least. Yeah, that's, uh, that. that's fantastic. You see, you're making, you know, changes just by participating in this whole thing. It's yep. great. It's fantastic. Um, do you do any riding other than your commute? Yes. I, well, I've just started. I used to do like about a 10 or 15 mile ride in the evenings, right. uh, especially when I just writ, if I'd been riding and it's about 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, I'll go for a quick ride around the neighborhood just to clear my head and get some fresh air. I also rode um, a friend and I just did my first 50, yeah, which was that that was a lot of fun. Yep. I enjoyed that. Yep. I, I found out one water bottle isn't enough <laughs> for a 50 our, mile ride. Yeah. And our turnaround park <laughs> didn't have a drinking fountain. So I was filling up off the uh, sinks in the bathroom. It's like you, yeah. there's no way to get out of here without it. Um, <laughs> about uh, back on Easter of this year, I was complaining to my brother. He's, he's the other end of the bicycle spectrum. Uh, he's a, spandex guy mm. if, if i need to say much more than that he's a he's a member of a like a six group uh his work i don't know if they sponsor it but where he works they actually have a little bicycle group with flamingo clothing that you know with the with the company logo on it and that you know he does good things like ms rides he just mm-hmm. did a 150 mile ms ride which i think is crazy <laughs> well i was i was complaining to him now he's got a racing bike that weighs about as much as i don't know your cat <laughs> yeah my cat it, it is so light <laughs> well i was i was uh i was complaining that i wanted to do another 50 but i just all my weekends were filling up and now we had to go you know we're going to mom's on easter and my brother says, well, why don't we ride to Daytona Beach? I've done it once before. And right. then we can have our wives come out and pick us up after dinner. You know, mm-hmm. we'll do dinner and they'll be there and then we can get a ride home. Right. I've That was like 65 or 70 miles. And now I've never done anything like that before. And uh, uh, I noticed I, I learned that it's a different type of riding from the riding I do. Um well, when you're right, when you're riding a bicycle in traffic and you're commuting, you're very much into scanning traffic and you're 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 watching cars come up. You're making eye contact with riders. You're listening to hear what's coming up. You're very 360 degrees. Right. When I was riding with him and he's got that light bike and we're holding like 19 or 20 miles per hour all the way there. I'm just tucked in behind him getting as much draft as I can. And the whole trip across Florida, I just saw his back wheel. That's all I remember, looking at his back wheel. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I've done that enough to know I can literally close my eyes and think what the back of a derailleur look, actually looks like. Yeah. Can, yeah. Well, I he can, was really good. I've never really ridden that tight with somebody who was that good. He would he would signal debris. Yeah. And I, I he'd reach down. And now, when I rode with a, with a guy I rode with, I was riding by in him on a windy day and he came up on a traffic barrel out in the bike lane that uh, the road people had left and he just went right up to it, nipped around it. And of course I plowed right into it. There you it. go. Good man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm sure all the motors on the freeway going by were all getting their, their little laugh at my expense. <laughs> uh, your, you mentioned your, your wife, does she ride a bike? Um, we tried to ride uh, 
together on different bikes and uh that was the nearest i've come to divorce court yet uh that was just a day she's not as she doesn't have the same speed she does that she's a little more timid uh-huh. that situation was not working however we did get a tandem bike we, we, we rented one uh there's a little shop and i don't remember their name out on the west side of town right at that tra- a trailhead we rented a tandem bike, and that just opened it up for us. We ah. went out and bought one a few weeks later. Oh, you did? So, yeah, we, we just love that tandem. And we've taken it all the way out to Apopka, which is, a, you know, they have a nice eatery there right on the Seminole Trail. And it's uh, about 14 miles from our house. It makes a good, eight, thir- you know, 14 out, 14 back. Mm. It's a great ride. Yeah, you, you're going to get to know uh, someone pretty well on a tandem bike, I would imagine. Well, it's like I said, she says she's more happy on the back because she doesn't need to steer and she doesn't need to. She just pedals. And I even gave her when we went to buy a bell, we went into the bike shop because we're riding, doing a lot of trail riding. I said, well, we better put a, you know, we got lights on it. Let's get a bell as well. She goes, well, I want two bells because I want a bell, too. She's got her little bell on the back so she can ring it, too. Yeah. Um are you one of these people, and and I wholeheartedly put my hand up and say that I'm one of these people, uh, that gives your bicycle a name? Oh, a name, yes. Yes, I do have a name. <laughs> my bicycle my bicycle is named Westwind, and go. I'll leave it for your uh, your Google, uh, the uh, Google-friendly people. Mm-hmm. They want to look up Ralph Batchy's uh, 1977 Fantasy Epic Wizards, so they'll find the reference. Okay. Why I called it Westwind. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And the um, yeah, so Westwind for your commuter bike. Uh, what about for the tandem? Um. That's got all sorts of names to it, depending <laughs> if we get a headwind coming back. Yeah. I think we call it, we tend to call it stretch is, is the name we give it. Because that thing is eight, eight feet long from wheel to wheel. And sometimes when we have, we have taken it on a bike rack on the back end of a Jetta and it hangs out on both sides. That's great. It's that, that long. That's great. You put uh, maybe wide load on the back of your car or something. Yeah, like that. that's true. Yeah. Flashing lights. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hey, I'm. Uh, let's just say that I'm. Uh, I'm someone, um, and I've been considering uh, commuting to work. Never done it. It's just in the back of my mind. Um, what advice would you give someone in that situation? Yeah, if you're a first time, if you're going to be a first time rider. the The worst way to do it is to go out there Monday morning and ride it. That you know, and that's just going to be a disaster. First off, Google your route. You got that little orange band you could drop anywhere. Look at every part of your route and consider it when you drive it. If you were a cyclist, would you be comfortable and able, you know, even if there's a one mile spot that's dangerous, that's a mile you're going to have to face every day with traffic. Mm-hmm. Probably the most important thing I did before I started riding this ride was to actually kid up and do everything on a Sunday ride out there and go through the full dress rehearsal of, okay, pack up all your stuff, go out there and do it. Uh, first time I showed up, I realized I didn't have shampoo in the shower room. So that was something to do. Uh, went out, I just had lunch and then rode back later that afternoon. Um, as far as the day-to-day riding, a really important thing is to go out the night before and pre-flight the bike. If you've got a flat or if you've got a dead battery on a light, now's the time to deal with it is, you know, nine o'clock the evening before rather than it's six, it's seven o'clock and you know, traffic's mounting. You've got to go and you have to change the tire out. 
So you don't want to do that. It's also probably important to be very orderly if you're packing to make sure that everything goes in a certain spot and that if you can pre-pack the night before. For me, I have on occasion, one time I forgot to bring my pass card to get into the building. So I get there at 7.15 on a cold winter's day and can't get in. So it's very important to make sure that you're methodical on, on make, you know, getting what you're going to need, making sure you got everything you're going to have, and to make sure you're really comfortable with your route. Uh, very good. Now, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned uh, the spandex crew. Uh, there's obviously, you know, there is the spandex route, but I know that there are also, uh, you know, a number of ways just to dress pretty casually on a bike without having to put that on. Um, what about cycling shorts though? Well, I wear like for the shirt, at least I wear one of those bright fluorescent shirts. Mm, I I want that to be, I want to be seen. Um, my, my commuter pal that one time, he was wearing a red shirt and I said, you know, in gloom, that thing vanishes. Mm. Yeah. A red shirt doesn't show up, but those fluorescent yellows do. Mm. I, I just wear right at where with a pair of, um, I just have a pair of casual shorts. And a few years ago, my wife got me one of those inset underwear you put in there with the padding underneath. Right. Yeah. I I thought it felt like I had a gland disorder the first time (laughs) I used that until I rode with it. And I said, you know, strange feelings aside, I could actually, I actually like this. So yeah, I have a pair of those and I, I swear by them. Yeah. I, I would, I would imagine, uh, I would probably, if I was commuting where, you know, not, not the spandex, but having those cycling shorts underneath, whatever I was wearing would be very comfortable. I can't imagine riding a bicycle without those types of cycling shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I had where I've tuned. You know, I've been out there tuning and cleaning the bike on a weekend, and I just go for a, a quick ride. Yeah, let me go test it. Now, it turns into a ten mile loop, and next thing I know, about mile seven, I'm like, ah, I should have had those underwear on. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. Ab- absolutely. Um, d- y- and I, and again, this is the second time we've spoken, so I sort of know the answer to this question. Oh. Um, but um, what, remind me if I forget. No, no, no. What? <laughs> uh, tell us, tell us about the bike that you actually ride to work. Oh yeah, I have. <laughs> now this is going to date me. I ride on a uh, Cannondale T seven hundred, which is a touring bike. Mm. It, it weighs about as much as a Volkswagen, but it's very dependable. <laughs> I've replaced everything on it except for, I think, the pedal and the frame. And after having listened to that interview you had about one or two back with a guy with a frame failure, oh, that scares the yeah, willies right. out of me. That was a horrible Jamie Osborne, yeah, that was uh, that's yeah. quite the story. Terrible thing. Mm. Um, I used to have I, – I was really under the belief when I was riding to, to actually – I had racks on it. I put the fenders. I, you know – I had to kludge some fenders on it and had the uh, back racks and saddlebags. Right. And I went with really heavy uh, wheels with the big, the no, not knobby knobbies, but treaded wheels. And it, with, the, with the weight of the bike and all that, when I'd go riding casually, it was just, it was a drag. And eventually I found myself taking that all off and going back to slicks. Mm. Uh, it makes it, it may it may make it uh, I'm, I'm a little it's a little skittish in the rain. I have to be very cautious with slicks on wet pavement. However, it just makes the dry, the ride so much more fun. Yeah, absolutely. 
so, so if if I think there's an old Volkswagen advertisement, if only everything in life was as reliable as a Volkswagen. Yes. <laughs> oh, we, I've owned two Volkswagens. Yeah, we can. Except we, the the last one caught fire, so maybe that's not a, <laughs> a truism. Not not necessarily true. <laughs> But if only everything in life was as reliable as your West Wind, then maybe oh, uh, yeah. that would be good. Well, well, that's the good thing about bicyclists, uh, bicycles is you can pretty much, even just tinkering and learning about it, you can pretty much fix almost everything on it. Right. Yeah, I'll take it to the shops, but it's pretty nice to have a, a, a device that I can change the tires on and get it to and from work yeah. like that. Absolutely. Well, uh, Robert, I could talk to you for hours. Um, uh, unfortunately, we're slightly limited uh, by time here. Uh, I really want to thank you for not only reaching out to us in the first place, um, but to do that twice in a row, um, <laughs> do this recording. And also thanks to your mate, uh, Brian, there uh, for letting us use his, uh, his recording studio. Very kind, wonderful story. Um, you're a fascinating chap, um, but I, I, I really appreciate you doing this. And um, thanks for sharing all your stories with us, Robin. And Ben, thanks for having me on. And uh, I just hope that there's somebody out there who might be thinking about it. And even if they drive their bu- their bicycle halfway to work and try it once or twice, that's a start. Yep, that's right. And uh, City of Orlando, if you're listening to this, do something about your uh, your bike lanes. That's right. All right. <laughs> yeah, put, put in more of them and mark them. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, awesome. Robert, thank you very much. Uh, enjoy the weekend and, uh, and I appreciate your time. Thanks a lot, Ben. All right. Talk to you later. See you. Bye. Thank you.